Right guys, today we are going to be looking at the idea of folding or how I kind of just, it's just fold mountains is what we're going to be looking at. Um, I find a lot of students can kind of be put off by this chapter from the outside looking in, but when we actually break it down into our three simple steps, overview, important content, exam breakdown, it can be a really manageable chapter to deal with. So what we need to know, looking at our overview of the chapter, we need to know the types of fold and the different parts of a fold. We need to look at the global distribution of fold mountains. We need to know the three folding periods and be able to discuss kind of the landforms that have formed as a result of them. And then we need to look at two different folding structures, so a monocline and, and doming. Just going to get straight into the content here. First thing, we need to know the parts of a fold. So there's three different types of, three parts to a fold that we have to know, an anticline, a syncline, and a limb. So the anticline is the part of the fold that has actually been folded upwards. So anticline, and I kind of remember that it's the arch of the fold. So A for anticline, A for arch. That's how I kind of remember that one. Secondly, we have our syncline. That's the part of the fold that's been kind of pushed downwards. I remember this syncline, S for sink. So it's the part of the fold that's kind of sinking downwards. And I remember that like how we'd sink into the sofa. Syncline, S for syncline, S for sink. And then the limb is, is literally the slope of the fold. So it's the part that connects the anticline to the syncline. So we can imagine the anticline is the arch of the mountain and the syncline is the valley. And then the, the limb is the slope that connects the two. This is a very kind of visual chapter. Like if I'm teaching this in the classroom, I have like models and videos up on the board. So I'm gonna I'm gonna attach links to videos. They're not great, but they're they're better than nothing of how we can kind of visually represent this. I hope that makes a bit of sense. Second bit of content that we need to kind of cover is the different types of folds. So we get different types of folds depending on the amount of pressure that is being applied by the colliding plate. So remember that we need to, two plates need to be colliding here for fold for this process of folding or for fold mountains to occur. So we get different types of folds depending on the amount of pressure being applied by the colliding plates. So the three types of fold are symmetrical, asymmetrical and and overturned. Um, I'm going to get you to kind of try visually represent this yourself here. So so while I'm talking you through this, can you just pause this and grab like a stack maybe of like 15 sheets of A4 paper if you have it there and you'll be able to kind of make your own model of how this is going to work. So our first fold is a symmetrical fold. This symmetrical fold kind of um, develops with the same amount of pressure is being applied from both colliding plates. So the fold is even on both sides. So if you grab your stack of A4 paper now, and if you push gently in from both sides, the anticline will be even or the arch will be even. That's a symmetrical fold because both, both plates are applying the same amount of pressure. Moving on to our second type of fold, it's what we call an asymmetrical fold. And this is when there's kind of more pressure being applied from one plate. So this results in one limb or one slope being steeper than the other on the fold. So if you grab your stack of A4 paper again and you only push with your left hand, one side of the anticline is much steeper than the other. That's an asymmetrical fold as we're applying more pressure with our left hand. The left 
plate is applying more pressure and it's resulting in this kind of steeper limb. And our last type of fold is an overturned fold. This is when one plate is just applying way too much pressure up to the point where the fold or the arch actually falls over on itself. So if we grab our A4 stack of paper again and we only apply pressure with our left hand, but just keep pushing, keep pushing, and you'll eventually see the anticline or the arch folding over on itself. And that's how we get an overturned fold. So next bit of content that we have to be we have to cover is the global distribution of fold mountains and here you're going to see where this foundational knowledge of plate tectonics as you're sick of hearing me saying is bleeding into these chapters again so we're going to be building on our prior knowledge of plate tectonics and we're going to be discussing destructive plate boundaries more specifically we're going to be looking at a continental oceanic plate boundary and here we can discuss how the process of subduction forces layers of rocks on the plate boundary to buckle upwards. So you can see this happening at the Nazca and South American plate boundary. It's led to the formation of the Andes mountain range. All that good stuff there. That's where we're using all that knowledge that we already have. And this is perfectly relevant for here. To kind of elaborate on that a bit more. And we could discuss a continental, continental plate boundary. So there's no subduction here as the plates are similar size and weight. This causes layers of rock to buckle upwards. And um, we can see this taking place at the African and Eurasian plate boundary. And that would have gave us McGillagoody's Reek in County Kerry during the Armorican folding period. And I know we probably haven't came across that in too much detail just yet, but it gives me the perfect segue into what we're going to discuss next. Okay, moving on to the next bit of content, we need to discuss the different periods of folding. So there's three different periods of folding that we'll have to discuss, the Caledonian, the Armorican, and the Alpine folding periods. So I have like a structure or formula that I will, that you'll kind of see emerging as I discuss these three different um, folding periods. That structure has five steps to it. So I discussed the plates that were involved, what type of boundary formed as a result, what types of rock, rock were buckled upwards. I give an example of what was created and then I discuss what does it look like today. So has it been broken down by weathering and erosion? Has it been broken down by glaciation? You're going to see this kind of formula or structure when I'm discussing this. And because there's a lot of, inf there can be a lot of information here. So if we just go off this five step formula, it just helps us tick down boxes and make sure we're covering all bases. So we'll be building on prior knowledge here around Ireland's tectonic journey. So we'll be, first of all, I'm going to talk about the Caledonian mountain folding period. So Caledonian folding period um, took place around 400 million years ago. And it created the mountain range that extends from Scotland through Ireland all the way to North America. So that's where we're building on prior knowledge around continental drift there. So the two plates that were involved were the North American and Eurasian plates and it created this continental, continental destructive plate boundary where two continental plates were pushing together and folding that land upwards. And um, it created Ireland's oldest mountain ranges and the pressure from the colliding plates buckled up layers of shale and sandstone. So as them layers of shale and sandstone were being buckled upwards, magma rose up underneath the folds and change the sandstone to quartzite through this process called um, I always struggle with this metamorphosis yeah that's the one um, so like mountains like the Sugarloaf have a quartzite cap as a result of this process we're going to examine that process in 
the rocks topic when we get a bit further down the line i just wanted to highlight that to you now so you can start to see how all these chapters are linked together and how we can use knowledge from plate tectonics to folding periods to rocks to kind of build out our answers and structure our answers um so just for reference like i always point this out to my students so like we have the same mountain range in wicklow with the sugarloaf as they do in Africa and as they do in America. So if you're standing on top of the Sugarloaf, you're essentially standing on top of the same mountain range that's in Africa and that's in America. I just think that's hilarious to think about. And then finally, these mountain ranges have been worn down because they're so old, like the processes of weathering and erosion has had have had loads of time to kind of break down and erode the mountains. So they're actually one of the smallest mountain ranges in Ireland now as a result of that. Moving on to the Armorican folding period, um, just listen out for this five-step formula that I'm going through again here, but this occurred about 250 million years ago, and it occurred when the African and Eurasian plates were colliding along, again, a continental-continental plate boundary. So this um, folding period caused layers of sandstone and limestone to buckle upwards, and it created landscapes like the Munster Ridge Valley here in Ireland. Um, the Munster Ridge Valley is kind of made up of these anticlines or arches of sandstone and I remember that because McGillicuddy's Reek in County Kerry that's part of the Munster Ridge Valley it's like famous for this kind of red hue or this kind of red colour that it has off the mountains and that's because of the anticlines of sandstone that were folded upwards Um, looking at what that kind of looks like today weathering and erosion have taken place there and it's resulted in these kind of deep valleys to form between the anticlines in the region and that's just kind of led to the development of river systems such as the River Lee in the region um just good to note as well this aramorican folding period led to the uplifting of the burren karst landscape in county clare so it uplifted that from below sea level to above sea level finally the last period of folding is the alpine folding period and this kind of occurred about 40 million years ago you can kind of focus on any mountain range that's formed in the last 40 million years as a result of this i'm going to focus on the alps um so the Alps were formed when the Eurasian and African plates were colliding 40 million years ago. And this formed again a continental, continental destructive plate boundary. So this collision of plates kind of caused sandstone to buckle upwards, to buckle upwards into anticlines of up to 4,000 meters high. And it formed the Alps mountain range across Europe. So the syncline, so the sl or like the sinking slopes in between these like high peaks of the Alps have been worn down due to the process of glaciation and glaciation sorry and this has created like really steep valleys in the area so if anyone's ever been skiing before you have this kind of really dramatic landscape of really high pointy peaked mountains with really steep valleys and it kind of creates that ability to go skiing there um I'm actually a weirdo when I whenever I go skiing obviously the geography teacher in me comes out I'm there taking videos of the different slopes and the, the anticlines and synclines and I look like an absolute idiot it's actually quite embarrassing and um, you can also discuss the Himalayas or Andes here and you just follow the same five step structure I'm going to try and make this as quick as possible so we need to look at our exam breakdown so short question wise very kind of popular short questions come up here like identifying different types of fold and um, labeling the parts of a fold and then like identifying from pictures different types of folding structures so I ran out of time on this podcast here but just go have a look in your book at a monocline and a doming folding structure 
Um, 30 marker wise, we could look at the global distribution of fold mountains. I'd break that down. Seven SRPs, we discuss continental oceanic plate boundaries. Seven SRPs, we discuss continental continental plate boundaries. And then one SRP, just a SRP, a general definition of a fold mountain. Remember when we're dealing with the global distribution of something, we're always naming the plates that are involved and we're always giving real life examples of what forms there. So for a continental oceanic plate boundary, Nazca and South American plates, process of subduction causes uplifting at the plate boundary, results in the formation of the Andes mountain, and Andes mountain range. Second 30 mark, 30 marker, explain how folding influences different landforms. Here's where our three different folding periods come into place. And we discuss Caledonian, Aramorcan and Alpine folding periods for five SRPs each. And we follow our structure there of, um, we name the plates involved, what type of plate boundary is formed as a result of that, what types of rock were buckled upward, examples of what cr was created, and then what does it look like today? So has it been weathered? Has it been eroded? Has glaciation taken place? I'm going to leave it there because that took way too long. I apologize. See ya.